Welcome. Sorry, I totally forgot that after I said I would open us, God. that I was going to open us. Hello, welcome to Book Wars Pod. <laughs> Jesus. Episode 119. I am Chris. And you because, had one job. And I literally huh? had one job. <laughs> and I fucked it up. Uh, I'm here with Kate, Kristen, and Miranda on our snazzy new recording setup that it only took us 40 minutes to troubleshoot after <laughs> me and Kristen spent 20 minutes troubleshooting it earlier. Life yep. is good. Um, a happy landing. <laughs> Uh, Today we are continuing our read-through of Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed, reading chapters 6 through 9. And, sorry, I'm just really distracted by the fact that Alphabet is italicized on the outline, but Squadron is not. (laughs) And I'm just finding that very funny. I don't like that. It was not me. I don't like it. (laughs) It was not me. I specifically asked Miranda to put I did not do that. That's a... So I had two jobs and I fucked them both up. God. Great. The, glad the we're, copy pasta. Glad we're here. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we are back to our regular recording this week. Uh, fuck you, Chris. Thank you. What? Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening in last week as we talked about Black Lives Matter and uh, ways to support black protesters and the abolition of police. Uh, we hope that it was helpful to you especially if you're a white person and as we said last week we are going to keep recording our usual shitty content just because everything is awful right now and we want to keep drawing attention to police brutality and everything that is going on in racism and fandom but also people for some unknown reason do enjoy our podcast and so we want to be able to provide what little bit of joy that we can i think enjoy is um (laughs) The wrong word. Tolerate, uh, they tolerate it. Sure. At like, best. On a, like on a 1 to 100 scale, it's like a 51. <laughs> that still seems way high. Yeah, That's it's passing. Generous. I don't know. How does like hate listening factor in? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a reminder that uh, if you are white and have questions, don't ask black people or Kate for that matter. Um, ask one of the three of us if you don't have anybody to ask and you want resources or you have questions about stuff. Indeed. And just you as know, a reminder. If just saying if you if you need if you need help locating the Googles, Miranda's very happy to show you how that shit works. <laughs> it's W W <laughs> Actually, you know what? You don't even have to type in the W's. You don't um, you Google. Open Chrome you just type it you just type whatever in and it's google and it's not fucking like bing like if you search something on internet explorer and if you're using internet explorer why it's edge now yeah excuse you well there's there's edge and there's still internet explorer because that's what we have to use at my job despite despite chrome being the official uh browser that they made us all download none of our shit works on chrome that's amazing Wait, can I just say one thing about Bing? No. Because it's really funny because, like, all the old people use Bing because if you're, like, running ads on search engines on Google or Bing, Bing always wins. Now this is pod racing. 
I'm gonna fucking. <sighs> Honestly, Bing is the technological equivalent to the pod racing scene in Star Wars Episode One. So that's why I put it in. I so I'm drinking. <laughs> yes. Uh, Congrats. Wait, let's do one. It doesn't have to be like. A, let's just do like one thing that you appreciated or brought you joy or something this week as a reminder that this is a very important practice in these trying times. My dog is fuzzy and nice. Perfect. Gosh. My dog doesn't have to wear his cone most of the time anymore. Good. Miranda. Who's in my next? Okay. <laughs> uh, today is June 7th, which means that it is the two-year anniversary of the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. Nice. <laughs> Yay. And you applied to get some cats. So yes. Actually, I, just one cat, but you applied to... I've applied for another one because that cat already found a nice home. Yes. We love that, but we hate that. Yes. It'd it be like that. People love their cats. Can you name your cat DJ Airhorn? What the shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. That's it. You you and Quinn are not allowed to have children. I don't even care. No, 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 no. Listen, no. me and Quinn are going to give our kids very boring names because, like, we both value that. <laughs> We're you both know, like, our, also, our kids have to have boring names. Quinn's fine. got a hippie name. So. John and Jane. Yeah, I know. Well, Quinn, Quinn's, all of his brothers, him and his brothers and sisters have, like, like hippie middle names so oh my God. we're like they're all going to be named john christopher <laughs> even the girls it's fine jc1 jc2 no jesus <laughs> jc number one in my heart um that's a good um, bit that's a good bit in our house sorry God. uh okay cool chris do you have anything to be thankful for i do i'm can't quite share one of them yet because i don't know when this podcast will be dropping um but the other one that i'm grateful for is our favorite breakfast place reopened uh for takeout and so we oh. were able to support them and which it was is our delicious favorite thing. oh congrats thanks hello there <laughs> amazing Listen, if you can make an over medium egg and have me take it for takeout and the yolk doesn't break yeah we're doing great that's and yet, amazing. and yet, the yolk was a perfect consistency when I actually like cut into it. It was, yeah, it was, it was a blessed experience. They make they make an immaculate breakfast sandwich. It's true. I also am an over medium egg person, so I'm with you there. Mm -hmm. I Me love and Kate it. were talking about this yesterday, and like I went through so much of my life hating egg yolks, oh, like just really incorrect. did not like them. And then, well, but then finally, I learned you don't just eat the egg yolk; you mix it with shit. That's why yeah, it's so what? good. <laughs> what were you just eating egg yolk? How Never mind. Well, no, I like, don't. I'm not. No, like. No, God. Kate, you literally agreed with me when I said this yesterday. So. I know, yeah, but, but you're talking now, and well, I don't. Yeah, need, no, and you're making it sound like a stupid white person point. You're making it worse. <laughs> yeah, you really are. <laughs> you're Just, like, did you know that if you season food, it tastes good? I like, listen. You know, um, uh, that is. I am guilty of a lot of white. Some of some of us them. learned that. Oh, Pepper is spicy. Pepper. Spice quote, heavy air quotes. Spicy. I, I work with someone who. Jesus. Oh my god. Or I have worked with someone in the past, um, who thinks that pepper is too spicy. Uh, doesn't your girlfriend like, like think everything is too spicy, Miranda? Cursed. No, she thinks everything's not spicy enough. Ah. 
I, I can never remember. They, they sit in the same file in my brain. And they really shouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh that's, that's how I feel about people who, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, great. Good talk, everyone. Mom, what are you drinking? You tried um, to tell us earlier. I, <laughs> I made I made everyone say what they were thankful for first. Oh, it's 420, Blaze. Just like a white person to bring up fucking Thanksgiving, am I right? <laughs> I went there. Um, anyway, I have regular water and also alcoholic watermelon flavored water. Ooh. So, yay. Because it's summer. Is that from the new White Claw packs? It sure fucking is. Oh my! I bought one last weekend and it was so good. It's great. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm Um, still kind of on the fence about the watermelon. I'm leaning to yes, but like that pack in general, I think (laughs) is just very solid. I mean, it's got mango. Is that the one that has mango in it? Yes, yes. I love the mango. Quinn really likes the mango. I, I need to revisit it. He tried to like get me to try stuff after I had been drinking beer and everything tasted really bad. So oh, that you, that's what happens you after you drink a bunch of IPAs. You can't so do that. No, your taste buds just—they're they're, very—it's a thing. Anyway, yeah, I, that I've sounds been on delicious. The, the the mango bandwagon since I went to this party, because apparently that's something that I do, um, <coughs> like in the fall, and what? someone just brought like a fuck ton of mango white claw. God you bless. don't wait. A party? When did you go to a party? Oh my god. Um, I've been to two parties here. Where what does this out? mean? <laughs> oh um, my god. No, these are, these are I, physically distanced parties. No, this this was like in the fall. Oh. Like Miranda. I've, I've, I said I've been on the mango train for a long time. No, she did say that it was a... Uh, a okay. The implication I, was it was a pre-pandemic party. Okay. I... It was I got scared. It was the before times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was uh, BC before COVID. <laughs> I laugh because fuck. <laughs> uh, everything's bad. Cool. What are you, speaking of fuck, everything's bad, what are you drinking, Miranda? Uh, I am drinking um, a beer from Blackberry Farm Brewery. They are apparently out of Tennessee. Um, cool. And it's their fence line, Belgian style ale. Where you get that bitch from? Uh, the place across the street. Oh. Oh, by the way, P's, P's and Q's, Q's is now. Um, they're doing brunch again. <gasps> for ta- they're doing brunch for takeout <gasps> on the weekends. <laughs> oh my fucking oh, god. We love P's and Q's. So not not a uh, local beer, but um, shopping small for it. Belgian-style ale brewed with large portions of wheat malt for a creamy mouthfeel and hazy straw color. I'm drinking out of the can because I'm garbage. Um, So am I. It's fine. Generous additions of... Well? Well? Spell it. (laughs) H-U-E-L-L. Well, yeah. Uh, Melon hops lend notes of melon and strawberry along with a balanced bitterness. 5.9% 5.9% alcohol by volume. I bought it on a whim this week and it's very good. Sounds great. Super. Should we ask Chris or should we not let him talk? Jury's <laughs> out. Chris, what are you fucking drinking? Uh, I was just going to wait. You're part of this podcast. Because oh I'm a white man. Fucking um, God. I am drinking a lemon white claw. Or, yeah, lemon white claw. Oh, my God. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the watermelon, though, even though I'm not drinking it, because I am allergic to watermelon. But huh. since it's artificial watermelon flavor, I can actually drink it and not, you know, feel like I can't breathe. So that's positive. 
I just I just don't understand. That is so funny. How you're like allergic to watermelon. Like I, as Clarkisha can't said it's on just Twitter, water. On Twitter the other day, it's crunchy water. What I'm the fuck is wrong with you? It's lightly flavored. <laughs> I just it is the lightly cucumber. Seasoned, if you will. It yes. is the cucumber of fruits. To be fair, Chris knew a person who was allergic to goddamn lettuce, so... I didn't know a person who was allergic to lettuce. <laughs> True story. Strange. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's not that horrible. Lettuce isn't that exciting. I know, um, but it, it was... depends on what kind of lettuce it is, I suppose. Um, cool. I'm drinking the Incredible Pulp from Boneyard. <laughs> Blood Orange Extra Pale Ale. Ooh. Um, I'm going to read the can now. Let it be known. Incredible pulp is the result of experimenting with a perfectly balanced extra pale ale built from a Pilsner malt platform. From there, the calm subsides replaced with a rage of blood orange puree for an in-your-face citrus explosion of aroma and taste. Don't let the pulp overwhelm your judgment. We love an explosion of citrus aroma and taste we do um Miranda, <laughs> if you can get this it's fucking great it's from our friends at boneyard beer in bend oregon we love boneyard their rpm ipa is one of the best go-to ipas chris wouldn't like it um <laughs> but it is very well-rounded like that is like if chris ever comes around to liking ipas that is like a great middle of the road delicious this is what you should go to as opposed to like a total hop bomb now that we're 87 years into this recording, <laughs> does anyone want to talk about Star Wars? No. That's no, like good. This I mean, has been fun. One, you should just stick with the outline as it was constructed by Burb. Oh my God. <laughs> I, at least I didn't put anything in the outline today, but I also like was doing other pod work and told somebody to make the outline because I was like, otherwise it's not going to happen. It's fine. Everything's fine. No, uh, we 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 have Chris and I have no comment regarding the two of you, except that you never fucking make outlines. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, I it's fine. I yeah, it's. <sighs> I did a really good outline once. So uh, speaking of dead friends, um, <laughs> um, it's not over yet. Jesus. Let's 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 talk about all the fucking we're like halfway through this book and I have lost count of the number of people who have died. Um, it's like all of them. Yes. So many. Yes. I knew I said in the first fucking episode, I was like, when's Satanique going to die? Because I just knew he was going to. I did not expect it to happen, honestly, in the first half of the book, but it happened. And I was like, there he goes. I figured that was going to happen because Chris was so silent last episode. He was yes. like, it's going to be like in the first two pages of the next year, <laughs> next week's reading. Also, to be fair, uh, w- I think all of us actually did the reading for when we thought we were supposed to record. So like, I haven't, it's been a while since I've read this. That's true. It's been a solid week and a half. That's yeah. Fair. And you know, there's nothing that's happened in the last week and a half. So like. Mm, oh this yeah, absolutely. This is the only nothing. thing I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, really nothing taking up brain space. <laughs> cool. Yes. Great times. So um, um, great. Yeah, just just a lot more people in the Star Wars universe um, losing their friends and their found family, which is not a horrible thing to happen to you in the slightest. PTSD in my Star Wars. Never heard of it. Um. Yeah, I really thought, I was like, maybe it's called Alphabet Squad because somebody dies during the first half with every letter of the alphabet. 
<laughs> I mean, that is the Alexander Freed that, way. That would so... be the funniest Easter egg. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Uh, <laughs> what struck me, particularly about Sadonique's death, but also about you know the other members of Hound Squadron and Wyatt Squadron, was how, like, not quickly in terms of the scope of the book, but just, like, immediately they died. Like, it was very much like Sadonique was, like, doing a maneuver and, like, killing people, and then he died. Mm-hmm. Like, it, whereas, like, Star Wars, I feel like we're all used to, like, very Han Solo death, where, like, he steps onto the platform, you know, you know he's dead. And then he talks to him, and you still know he's dead. And he gets stabbed, and you know he's dead. And then he <laughs> touches Kylo Ren's face, and you know he's dead. And then he falls for another five to ten <laughs> seconds. Like, Star Wars doesn't do quick deaths. It's That is so completely and totally true. I mean, Yoda was on his deathbed fucking, like, yelling at you, Luke from his, underneath his potato sack for, like... <laughs> Ten, ten years yeah. before he finally just like kicked it. Um, but yeah, no, Yoda, I mean, you can't die. I can watch for the next fifteen minutes. I know. <laughs> Literally, it took, it took Anakin a solid twenty-two years to die. It's ah, uh, that's sad, sad man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I mean, as we have said before, when we were discussing Twilight Company, Alexander Freed is the king of just like super realistic um depictions of war and this is like no this is this is you know this is this is, it's the same it's the same in this book it's like you know it's that's uh, at least from what i have read and heard from um war veterans in our universe uh, it, it's like that like your friend is there one second and you turn around like 30 seconds later and they're on the floor bleeding and they're dead yeah and yeah. with that like especially in the middle of a battle and especially in a battle in space like you can't look over and see and have it like sink in that your friend is dead it's like you're just seeing explosions mm-hmm. there's an explosion and you know you're in the middle of a battle you don't have time to process it uh, you have to just kind of keep going or else you're gonna get dead um and like there, there's nothing there to kind of and they do they do eventually have the the funerals for the folks and they say oh i'm not remembering the stuff they do in this book very well but they like do different stuff yeah but they have funerals keep going sorry yeah Just trying they, to help. no I, I don't have like a, a good way to end this point they have it's like, just like this is shitty yeah, yeah. no absolutely it's fucking terrible right and then yeah. of course the the nature of war and especially in a rebellion is that it's just like well they died on to the next i guess and you've got you've got no breathing space, and I think, and in a lot of ways, I, I mean, well, in a lot of ways, I think this is true for a lot of people who experience trauma. You know, you just kind of you just kind of have to keep running, and if you stop, you are like feel like you're gonna fall apart, and that's, I mean, God knows that's what like Leia did. She just threw herself into her work, and just never really gave herself the space to process like everything that had happened to her. Um, yes, and this is not to make light of any of this, because I feel like if I was just going to make the point that I was going to make in the way I was going to make it, y'all would have just laughed, but it's true. Um, and like all the while, a bunch of those people are gay and trans and queer. It's just crazy that it's just like real life. Right? Yeah, we we talked a little bit about, um, this last episode, but just like, yep, guess what? A bunch of those people who are dying around you are gay. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a different perspective we get in this book because even in Star Wars books, generally if someone dies, there's there's lead up, 
and then there's like dealing with it and like it's it's generally at least a few paragraph thing as opposed to suddenly for using him as the example where he was like first half of a sentence he was there and second half of a sentence he was gone and then we were still moving on to the rest of the fight because that's what we had to do mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it's this additional trauma of not just losing people because you know you're going to lose somebody it is it is famously not sarpice <clears throat> but the not getting to say goodbye is what's really fucking people up i feel like particularly chas like chas has lost at this point her entire squadron twice yep well and it's like it's this thing where people are afraid to make connections but they know if they don't make connections like they'll die like they they know that these are the people that they need to like sorry you know when i say people i mean beings in star wars um these are the people that they need to rely on and need to trust and like you know we see what happens when (laughs) when they don't uh, not not to rush us to the next point but we see what happens when like you don't trust the pilots that you're flying with when you're flying in a squadron it's like you don't you don't you don't get to go play in the sandbox with the other lasers right it's like (laughs) (laughs) um Yes, all of these missions are are dangerous, but uh, they're pilots. They want to go do them, and we see what happens when like they refuse to make connections or keep themselves from doing that. But like that's such a normal, um, again, I'm going to say human thing, but like you know, we're talking about Star Wars here, so like that's such a normal human thing to say. I can't make that connection because all these people are going to die, and then like have life laugh at you for not doing that because it fucks everything up when you don't like value and recognize the people around you couldn't be nath but also like what the fuck is the point if you're like not making friends like you're gonna be so depressed anyway like you're living through literal hell um in in fighting this war like you can't just say oh i can shoulder this and like go about your life it doesn't work like that like Oh, Miranda, but are you reading the book? They absolutely can say that. It's very funny. <laughs> they they do say that, but it doesn't fucking work. Sure. And doesn't. they all have very deep depression. Depression? My Star Wars. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell by the fact that Erica is not eating or sleeping or doing anything besides trying to like scream at people to do better, which funnily enough, does not work. <laughs> Erica, when's the last time you slept? Don't fucking worry about it. It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> and then she's like, when was the last time I slept? Or I know. <laughs> New phone, who dis? Oh, Erica. Um, but yeah. Um, who? Somebody like just popped this point in here, which I think is a great one. about. Oh, that was me. Yeah, talk about it. Cause yeah, so like we, we see this. Like people, folks, beings are like fighting this war and it's depressing and losing all their friends and like you know you just kind of are you just have to get up and keep going every day but something that um there's a really nice point um in the book that kind of touches on this um not really in a like they have a nice long discussion about it but this is happening on both sides of the war you know like Erica still thinks about her former, um, God, it was like the major, the guy she really likes. Yeah, major, Keys. major keys. Or keys. How are we yeah. saying that? And by we, I mean Kristen. How is it said in the audiobook? 
Chris, that is hilarious that you think that I made a note <laughs> of that and remembered, but I can look. Um, Listen, but- <laughs> you can't. Okay, it's it's fine. Every Everything's fine. Oh, my God. You know, when she was on the Empire side of things, she was having this these feelings like, it fucking sucks when your friend dies in war or when somebody you like dies and, you know, look up to dies and all of that. Um, but there's a moment where they're all just kind of in space, like defending one of the big ships. And Will, like, puts out a wide beam, just like, is anybody out there? And then he just starts, like, casually talking to one of the TIE pilots that they know <sighs> from their battle and, like, recognize, you know, he's he's talking to the guy about, like, their um, issues with flying. And the guy says something. He's like, oh, I know which uh, fighter that is, like, which TIE fighter. Because I know that we did this to him, but they're just like chatting because they can relate about this, which is super depressing and like um, the Christmas shit in World War One. Yeah. yeah. Like we're all killing each other, but like we're going to take a quick break, play some soccer, sing some songs, and then we're going to wake up in the morning and start killing each other again. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's that, and then you know, at first I was like, "Oh, Will, you're so soft." You're like, and they're making fun of him, and he's having this conversation, and then the, and then guys just start telling him a creepy story about how he's going to be destroyed and is insignificant, and the fucking like giant um, space cluster that they're in is gonna fucking eat him, and he's just like, "Well, that was a bad time." <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby Will. I, I don't know why they're cool. fighting the Empire. They all seem fine. I know they're <laughs> just boring conversation anyway. Swell really. people. Um, but no, I, I, I think, I think that's a great point. And you know, I, you, you kind of, I mean, think, thinking about it from the standpoint of like the point that Marina is trying to make, you, you, you almost understand. I think it's Blink that he's talking to. You almost understand yes. where Blink is coming from because, like, of course, he's also fucking furious at these people for the way they just picked apart the Empire. And by picking apart the Empire, they, they probably killed a whole bunch of his friends as well. And Will's, like, Chas especially is traumatized from just being hunted by these people and knowing that everyone in Riot and Hound squadrons know that any of them could be next in terms of them picking them off and then um, jacking their hyperspace coordinates. So it's just kind of like a matter... It's almost horror movie feel while the Hellions Dare was being chased around. It was was awful. Um, That's a great point. Also, yeah. like, I know that we'll talk about it, but just, like, that's such a testament to how good the writing is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, fact seriously. that we can, he, like, he can make it feel like a fucking horror movie in the middle of my Star Wars. I'm like, oh, wow, that mm-hmm. is something that happened. Totally. Good job doing it right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just because... like, yes, it's fucking good writing. It's yeah. absurd. It's also fascinating to me that, like, how the tie pilots were so mentally prepared for like this for like this situation because like you think about Star Wars and like the rebel pilots that we know like the ones that weren't that are named and that we like hear a lot about aren't generally the expendable ones like and that's the whole thing with X-wings like they have shields they have torpedoes they have hyperdrives like whereas tie fighters are like essentially like a flying shoebox like you have you have an engine and you have weapons and that's literally it. 
Like you don't mm-hmm. even have life support. It's and I think egg, Chris. That's something that Erica mentions, or that like she's thinking about in this section when she's flying her. Um, I almost said plane. Uh, <laughs> plane. But yes. like she's comparing that. You know, she's thinking about how slow it is to maneuver. Um, but like there's shields and like decent weapons, and you know the ties had decent weapons, but that it's literally about um, speed and maneuverability and. You lose a tie, you lose a tie. We got a whole fucking place that, like, makes them in bulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. That's, that's why nobody that... listens to Thrawn for some reason. Right. And Dude, that's something that we it. talked a little bit about the TIE Fighter Marvel comic last week. Um, just the fact that it exists. And that's something I kind of would have loved to get from that. And just, like, the different view of, like, everybody knows that TIE Fighters are expendable. That's why you're TIE Fighters. Whereas, like, the Rebellion, it's like every pilot matters and every ship matters even more because you don't have that many of them. And so it's just, it's an interesting dichotomy to me that, like, Will, when put in that situation of they're the one getting picked off, is, like, in chess, are, like, very not stable, essentially, and, like, not able to cope with that situation. Whereas the TIE Fighters are, like, literally every time we take off, we could die at any moment. Yep. Also, like, they're built... <laughs> they're built so easy to destroy and like also so that when they get destroyed they destroy a lot of other things i'm like why is this just two pieces of paper with an egg in the middle like who did this? literally <laughs> that's what literally. it is literally yeah, oh my god a paper airplane with an engine mm-hmm. yes and the thing too is that like you know the folks who are um, flying the ties, these Imperial pilots have been, like, training for this, and they, they are fully aware, like, you know, that's, that's just their job, like, there, there's probably not a whole lot of emotion outside of, like, I really love flying, or maybe they have some that they're pushing way down because you're not allowed to have feelings in the Empire, um, but, like, Will's out here, you know, like, I, I can't imagine that poor baby, and, a TIE fighter. Oh, God. With, like, no defenses. Like, he's he's got so many feelings. He's very soft. He's got these ideals. He wants to go home. Um, but, like, he has this ship. And it's got shields and defenses. And it's more than, you know, a big box that can fit a human in it. Just kind of, you know, flying through a rainstorm. He talks to it. He does. They're friends. Yeah. No, it's... God, everyone... Just, I just want to get, like, everyone leave Will Luck alone tattooed across my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's interesting because it's, like, the... The Empire is less than the sum of its parts. And, like, obviously the Rebellion slash New Republic is, like, more than the sum of its parts when we, yeah. like, talk about all of these things. Um, and I think that just, like, goes back to what's expendable quote quote or like what's treated as expendable and what's not um this is uh only tangentially related um and we can talk about it later but aren't there don't not don't x-wings not have hyper drives or the old ones didn't because they needed the rings i'm just thinking about the clone wars no so Uh, the clone wars those weren't x-wings those were arcs okay great thank you <laughs> I knew you would have the answer, and I was very confused for a long time about that. No, you're you're fine. I mean, 
just keeping in mind luke got to dagobah in his x-wing yes so. yes yes I, and i was like that's why that's part of why i was so confused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah thanks for thanks for letting me ask my stupid questions about oh my god things in star wars <laughs> Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like, I think we get a little bit of the kind of kamikaze TIE fighter pilot mentality from Aiden in both, um, the Battlefront book and the game, but that, yeah, but, uh, just of course going back to your point, as far as that goes, we don't, we don't get a lot of it elsewhere, I want to say, but, yeah. I There's- mean, I think you, you do and you don't, right? It's like, um, I think, uh, how to make this a salient point rather than just tripping over words. Um, I think like the tie, even the tie fighters that, um, that Will is like chatting with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can, even though they're like not saying we're expendable, we will also be blown up at some point. Um, I think just like their attitudes about like, mm. Um, the empire will win at like all just, you know, no matter the cost, I think that's like kind of built into the way that they think like they might, I mean, maybe I'm expendable is something they think when they hook into the tie fighters, but like, that's certainly something they know as part of the empire is like, no one gives a shit about me. Mm-hmm. Love Individually. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got all of that ac- academy conditioning. Super Yay. <laughs> and it's worth noting too that like the rebellion doesn't have people to spare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Folks just being spared. Like there are so many pilots, you know, they it, it's hard to get like a big organized movement against the empire but the empire just kind of yoinks people off of planets and is like congratulations you're in the <laughs> army if you're smart what well, we might teach you how to fly a plane um <laughs> god and like they they're um why can't i think of an actual thing for this other than sphere of influence um the empire itself is so vast there are so many systems in it just so many planets like they can pull someone they do like people because they're space racist um but like it doesn't matter if they lose a squadron they can throw another one out there there's a point there yep (laughs) there you go thanks (laughs) thanks for coming (laughs) oh my god thanks for coming to my space tent (laughs) Speaking of squadrons, so we've been talking about them all along, but um, just thinking about the formation of Alphabet Squadron, just like born from the drags of, you know, trauma, PTSD, extreme um, cynicism, probably wanting to die, um, revenge. Hating hating each other. (laughs) Yep. You know, it's great foundation. Really, really lovely. Yeah, the... Alphabet Squadron is literally the island of misfit toys of the New Republic. They're just like, you you know how to fly this. Um, and I see you also hate the Empire, so we're going to make you do this with other people that probably hate you, and you guys can figure it out, and they're not good at doing that. I also love how they're like, B- BYOS, bring your own chip. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And it's like, where'd you get this X-Wing? Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. What X-Wing? I found it. <laughs> the droid took it. Okay. The droid's holding me hostage. You said X-Wing. I heard sex swing. <laughs> and I was very That's confused. I was like... Sex swing. So I was like, that's a great chair? What? <laughs> that's that's the groovy X-Wing. Oh, my that's God. That's in his quarters. <sighs> All right, somebody say something mature. Jesus. Uh, it's not Matur- mature, but... Maturity on my Star Wars book It's Wars not podcast. mature at all, but oh, I was fuck. just thinking about the scene where they're the first time they meet Chas and Will, and just, like, thinking about the fact that they've been in their fighters for, like, a solid two, three days. Ugh. So they had definitely pooped themselves great thank you oh, great. that's just uh, <laughs> war has a lot of poop that people don't talk about yeah great like the guy who's like that's how your parents at Yavin. that's how your parents met miranda around the 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 poop, pooping the poop barrel no, that was the that was the honeymoon photo was the Sorry. poop barrel <laughs> what that's very strange <laughs> um it's not because army Still, no, it's still mm. very. It can be. It can be a regular, pun intended, thing without not being strange. We I hope it's regular. I'm so upset. Um, I do love about Alexander Freed. He just like absolutely refuses to call it a refresher. <laughs> yeah. And he did this in Twilight Company too. Yes. It is a fucking bathroom. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh God. Cool. Speaking of poop, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we have we have cobbled together um, our our very best people, and by that I mean everyone, literally everyone in the squadron is tired and wants to die. So, funnily enough, when people are tired and want to die and expect to die, furthermore, it's kind of hard to get them motivated and tell them what to do and get them to give a flying fuck. I have a bad feeling about this. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not true. good. They're really bad at their jobs. Yeah, it's it's not it's not super great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and poor Erica, I say poor Erica, yeah. but like she needs, well, she needs space therapy, and you know her space therapy is actually a spy, so that's not helpful. <laughs> you need to be <laughs> honest great. with your space therapist, but also, it's kind of a trap because your space therapist is a spy. I don't recommend having a spy as a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, funnily funnily enough, not not great. Not great for a, you know, provider client. Transparency and Mm -hmm. rapport. Actual helpfulness. Yes. I don't think that droids following HIPAA HIPAA No space HIPAA in my republic. What is space HIPAA? Um... But yeah, so Erica had all had these like you know she defected and she's very tired. She's like, well, maybe at least you know she she goes up. She's very black widow about it. Got some red in her ledger. Would like to wipe that shit out. And she's like, cool, I'm great. I get to prove my leadership skills. And everyone's like, bitch, what leadership skills? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like, you know, she's like, this is this is everything I ever wanted. This is my chance to prove myself. I, I you know, I get to be in charge. And it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not really all it's that she thought it was going to be cracked up to be. Yeah, and I think, too, like, um, we touched earlier on, like, nobody fucking trusts each other. And they have no right to trust each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And again, like we discussed, that makes it really hard to be an effective squadron. Um, but they're individually, they're all like, I still want to go into my ship and fly around space and kill some fucking Imperials and, uh, you know, the, the folks above them in the, you know, the, the command structure, this hierarchy of the New Republic's like, we're not going to let you do that. Like, <laughs> are you fucking you guys, crazy? <laughs> you guys couldn't do this basic fucking like live training mission where you just have to take out some minds. Like you're fucking grounded. Like, yeah. You are not, not going to fight here. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to fight. Um, TIE fighters. That's not allowed. Go to your room. Go to your Think room very hard on what you did. And to make it even worse, and Kate touched on this, but just to continue with it, it is really hard to run a squadron filled with people who, like, want to die. Like, not just, like, not, like, have a death wish, but, like, they have nothing left to lose, and they don't really have anything to gain either, so they have no motivation to follow you. Like, you look at Chas and how she just, like, is blatantly ignoring Erica, and Erica's like, I will court-martial you. Or, no, Erica's like... I will not let you fly. And Chas is like, okay. And Eric is like, I will court-martial you. And Chas is like, okay. <laughs> and Eric is like, you could die. And Chas is like, I'm going to get another drink. <laughs> like, it's it's hard. Like, it's kind of like the, like, it's, you know, looking at government, it's kind of like the Trump syndrome where, like, when telling somebody no doesn't work, if you don't have anything to back that up that they care about, it's really hard to stop them. Like when pilot norms or governmental norms don't are violated and there isn't actually reasoning behind it, enforcing it, it is really hard to get people to listen to you. Besides the fact that everyone knows that Erica's so hungry to prove herself and, and you know, when they can smell that on you, that's not helpful either. Yeah. It's very much a, you need us more than we need you situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also think that like, the the point in the war that this is happening plays a lot into it like you know they're they're they've been at this for years um you know regardless of which side they started out on you know the war is long it's still dragging on but also the emperor's already dead like you you know as quote unquote far already as... quote unquote dead <laughs> yeah heavy <laughs> somehow <air> <laughs> Um, you mean the like, emperor has a new groove? Fucking oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, make a point, Miranda. A Sorry, he, he has a new groove on the sex wing. Um, no. And title. No. No, we already established Palpatine does not fuck. No. He spawns. Duh. That's what makes the groove new. <laughs> But like, no wrinkly potato sack. <laughs> oh no, not going there. Um. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, as far as like, <laughs> yes, just yes. trying to make like a real point. <laughs> oh my god, poor burb. Yes, please. You know, as far as we're concerned, like, if you just want to look at the, the films, like, 
the second Death Star was destroyed, the Emperor is somewhere. <laughs> possibly alive, possibly not, possibly in a dream state, who's to say? Um, people across the galaxy, like, all the planets are celebrating, and these folks are out there still fucking fighting the war. Like, there's no end in sight. Like, theoretically, they should have already won. But for some reason, that hasn't stopped the fighting. Sorry, I'm just imagining Palpy now as, like, that demon on the good place who got hit with that whatever the hell it was and just turned into a bucket of goo. Glenn? Yes, thank you. He's Palpatine's bucket of goo. It's fine. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, that would That's, be an upgrade. That, mm, well, anyway. But good talk. Yes. <laughs> uh, great. Um, um, Kate, can you take the next point? I, I sure, I sure, I sure <laughs> fucking can. I sure fucking can. Um, so I know we're all shocked. I managed to hold, withhold myself from screaming about this on the first episode. <laughs> but like the first like two words in part two of this motherfucking book were Harrison Dula, and I was like. Yes! Like, I knew I knew she was going to be in this book, and I, you know, if you were, if you followed me on Twitter, which, don't do that, um, but if you followed me on Twitter, and you had followed me back when uh, they announced this book, and they announced Hera was in it, I lost my entire fucking mind. <laughs> like, it was I, like... I need no, to go back and, like, literally. find those and retweet them, because it's... they were so good. <laughs> um... You can't do that, though, because I delete my tweets, like, every six months. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just in case they say It's very too. smart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, so, I, so you know, I, I was pumped, like, knowing that I was going to get to see her. And I went through part one, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I understand why she doesn't pop up in part one, because, like, let's take some t- breathing space and fall in love with these uh, hor- these horrible people who <laughs> who make up Alphabet Squadron. Um but yeah, I know. Then he bring he brings her in, and I was I was fucking thrilled, and also really fucking emo. My 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 friend uh, at Spec Seven on um, on on Twitter, Amanda. She had sent me. She's she's read this book before, and she when she was reading, she sent me all the like really emo bits about like Hera missing the ghost and like the family, the crew of the ghost. And she was just like, yeah, fucking look at this shit. And I was just like, great. I guess I'll cry and then throw myself into the sun. Um, so I knew they were there, but that did not stop me from wailing profusely, as Chris will tell you. Chris is nodding, which is really helpful for a podcast. He's nodding some more. Great. It's an audio cool. medium. Listen, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm being polite. Shh. Fuck you, bitch. Um, it's so, a <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was super excited to see her, but also I think she's... A really interesting character, especially in light of the end of Rebels, which I normally don't like to talk about for reasons that might be obvious to people who have been listening to this podcast for a while. Jedi Knight does not exist. We don't talk about that. But anyway, um, I thought she was an interesting character to bring in specifically into a story about a, like this ragtag band of motherfuckers honestly um who are trying to build a squadron but more than that like just harris had quite a bit of experience in bringing together um misfits and cobbling them into a family except they are alphabet squadron is really not a family right now um so 
yeah i just basically want to talk about like why why this character in this specific story which i started talking about a little bit but i think there are other reasons as well mm-hmm. yeah and it's good to see that you know like at this point it's general Sindula. Mm-hmm. like she's she's been through the war she's seen some shit you know like she is less tolerant of shenanigans from some dumbasses flying around um you know at this point like she's just been part of this movement for so long and it's like we need to fucking finish this please stop being dickheads (laughs) and like listen to each other she's so tired she is fucking exhausted and you can you know see it in her body language and the way she talks about things and also she's a mom now um this is uh what like four odd years after the battle scare so like like jason's fully a toddler um look at the size of that thing oh god it's a child (laughs) a child child. oh my god (laughs) jesus that's also i feel like Hera is like the perfect example of like doing the opposite of failing up like she is succeeding down like they are looking at Hera's career and being like wow you can really get something out of nothing when you are put with fucking morons. Look at Ezra. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, we're going to put you in charge of the stupidest people we possibly can because you are going to do a great job with them. I know. She like, they literally were like, yeah. So you know how you are um, other space mom. We're going to do that to you again. Here are your new children. She's like, she just looks at Elf Squad and she's just like, fuck. (laughs) You defeated the level 20 idiots. Here's some level 30 idiots for you. <laughs> Fuck. Poor Hera. Something out of nothing in my Star Wars. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> um, but, you know, we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't read the rest of this book. And for God's sakes, it's going to be, you know, this is the first of a, a whole ass trilogy that Alexander Freed is writing. So I have no doubt that she's going to be able to pull something, again, out of an empty, empty magic hat. But... I think it's 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 interesting the way she despite the fact that she is fucking exhausted I think there's there's something about her character that um without fail will find the good in someone and pull it out and make them responsible for it um and I really cannot wait to to see her do that again with um this band of goddamn weirdos they're just they're oh sorry that one was a mistake but you can have it anyway um yeah they're just really uh the worst they're just i mean i love them but they're horrible i was gonna say they mean well they don't they really don't mean well and um (laughs) i'm gonna retract that statement um i don't know they they are a group of beings that is something that I can say about them. They <laughs> and are they people. are in the New Republic. <laughs> they are capable pilots and somewhere deep, 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 deep down inside. They have at minimum half an ounce of feelings. <laughs> Look at you giving people credit, Kate. Unclear about Kairos, to be fair. Growth. I love Kairos. She's so yes. scary. She could. I know. She could great. fuck. It. I mean, with all of the like love and respect in the world. I mean, you know, my type is women that can kill me. So yeah, I, 
Yeah. Yes. It's a whole thing. It's, yeah. Uh, anyway. Same. Hashtag Jennifer Vanderberg. Woo. Hi. Um, <laughs> sorry. Witcher, Witcher reference. Yep. It's, it's all, Witcher 2 is coming out at some point. Mom's excited. It's coming out some, they're starting pre-production again. So you know what? Everything is, everything is great. Um, but yeah, no, like. Poor Hera always, pretty much always has her work cut out for her, but I just, I can't wait for, like, the inevitable moment where she just starts yelling at people, because at a certain point, she's just gonna be like, you know what? I feel like she's already started yelling at people. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure, like, just, like, in life, she has yelled at a multiplicity of people, but at some point, she's just gonna, like, give one of her, her inspiring speeches, and by that, I mean, tell you that you fucking suck, and you better shape the fuck up. Yes. So. Better shape up. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes. Great. On the note of sucking and shaping the fuck up, thank you for listening. <laughs> Fucking fuck. To this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, Said what I said. to stay inside unless you are going to a protest. Also, a note on last week's episode on resources to look up for people who want to become anti-racist and support the abolition of police. And you should want to. Otherwise, go, go away. Go listening. away, please. Um, we, we noted on Twitter that after recording and after releasing, we actually learned a lot more about the conversation around the hashtag eight can't wait and campaign zero. And that there's a lot of black activists that are uh, actually really against that, uh, that structure, that plan and some of the people behind it. Um, we did see that in kind of as a response to that, uh, some activists have put together hashtag eight to abolition and eight to abolition.com which is kind of a direct response to, do, do you like things that you can easily put on a flashcard? Here are things that will actually work and help to abolish police. Um, so we encourage you to check that out. They got some sweet ass Instagram graphics on their website. Love so a good graphic. tell your friends, especially if they're white. Yeah. And continue to uplift black organizers' voices just black folks voices as they're going through all this if you're going to a protest wear a fucking mask yeah, continue to center non-white people and specifically black people as this continues hopefully into the coming weeks because one week we're not done uh our next episode is going to be continuing alphabet squadron by alexander freed reading chapters 10 through 14 in the meantime hit us up on twitter facebook instagram and tumblr at bookwarspod and bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're going to keep our social feeds very geared towards sharing resources and, sh and uplifting voices of uh, people who are either involved with the protests or involved with the pr prison abolition movement um, because that's what's really important right now. Um, but hit us up if you have any questions about that or Star Wars because we're here. Uh, in the meantime, please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tasha Station Radio Mega Feed. And for the foreseeable future, we're not going to be asking people to join our Patreon, join the Tasha Station Patreon, or give us coffee. Please donate to Black-led organizations. Whether you want that to be A2 Abolition, whether you want that to be to individual organizers, uh, or to um, Black Visions Collective, uh, Black Youth Project all these amazing organizations that we shared last week. Please, if you have any money, don't give it to us, give it to them. Yeah, and um, furthermore, um, think about how you can uh, shop black-owned black businesses in your everyday life. 
Um, one of the things that I have discovered recently, because I'm a hoe for hoarding small, cute, and shiny objects, um, I discovered like I, I there's um Jesus Christ, um there's a Black Pin Makers uh Instagram where they just kind of like collect and advertise um, black folks who create art and then turn them into enamel pins and. I really like enamel pins because I'm secretly a crow and I collect them. Um, so, <laughs> um, so uh, one of the people I found through that page is Teal Teacup. Uh, she has a Patreon where she'll send you like cute things every month, which like it's 15 bucks. I might be a student, but I can still spare 15 bucks to support a black artist. So like there are small things you can do. There are all kinds of ways you can get involved. So just like think about just how you can integrate any of like those sorts of things into your everyday life. Absolutely. Uh, our theme song is Whizbang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. For Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod, and we'll talk to you next week. Did we have any air horns on this?